It's September now. This mm. is our first time, you know, recording in September. It's my birthday month, mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm feeling good. It's Virgo season. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How are you? I'm doing really good, actually. I just feel, you know, I just feel happy when I go outside. I'm like, ah, this I is know. the weather that I thrive in. This is the fashion that mm-hmm. I thrive in. I love I'm excited. Cold. Us, we're like, yeah, we're really good after we just had, like, a <laughs> deep, sad conversation. A breakdown, low-key. <laughs> Besides all that, mm-hmm. I'm doing really good, though. Me and Kesha had a good warm-up, you know, rambling for a long-ass time. We tried to record this earlier this week, and then we did the same thing. We just, like, went off. But welcome to the podcast again. What episode is this now? This is episode five. Wow. Wow. We're doing so good. We're we're keeping up. Mm -hmm. Y'all are keeping up. So today we're gonna get into like indigenous representation and just whatever all our thoughts about that kind of stuff and like cultural appropriation because I think they kind of go hand in hand and they're important to acknowledge. Kesha has a good question. Okay. Do you recall a time you have seen someone like yourself in films, books, media when you were younger? I never saw myself and I don't think I realized it till I was like maybe like a teen. I started being like, oh shit. I'm literally not seeing myself. You know, the only thing we had was like Pocahontas. We all know who the fuck Pocahontas really was and that's, you know, so shitty. So no, I personally, I never saw myself. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Pocahontas too most people say that the first time that they saw themselves in a film was pocahontas i don't really remember it like i think i remember watching it but like not really didn't like sit with me mm-hmm. my favorite movie when i was a kid was spirit i i watched it horse? so yeah i watched it so many times but i have no idea what it's about as an adult like it all i know is like there's a horse and there's that like native dude <laughs> And, like, that's it. I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. But, like, I've watched it so many times when I was little. I loved Spirit. Yeah. That's the first time I saw myself in, like, a famous media production. Mm-hmm. Pocahontas, I think. But, like, I had no idea what Pocahontas was. Or, Pocahontas. Like, <laughs> what Pocahontas was. Or what, like, it actually meant. Like, I didn't know, uh, like who pocahontas was i think i was in history class in like grade eight and i think that's the first time that i was introduced to like white savior complexes now every time i see a movie it has to do with like a native cast like a full native cast there's always like a white savior not to like bash it because it was a good movie but like the grizzlies oh yeah or like what's it called wind river yeah so true i was gonna say that reminded me that i hated princesses when i was a kid i was naturally resisting (laughs) like gender roles and i didn't even realize it and so i hated princesses so i was never really into pocahontas i guess re-watching pocahontas even though i don't didn't remember it the first time when i was in high school and i had like a bit more knowledge of like the vague history and i hated every second of it it's so cringy i bet i'd cringe even harder if i watched it now but yeah. Oh, another thing that I used to see myself in is like Ice Age. Oh, the right. Yeah. That's it. You know, 
All animated. Yeah, just all animated. Like, I... But then, like, my mom used to watch, like, a lot of, like, indigenous films. Like, Smoke Signals and, mm-hmm. like, Dance Me Outside. Those aren't, like, the greatest influences. And they're not, like, big, mainstream, like, every single person watching them type of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely different. The time that I got excited because someone, like, indigenous was going to be in a major production was Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Adam Beach is, like, one of the... I think villains. He got killed off right away. Right? He got killed off right away, but the la- one of his only scenes, like his only screen time is like him punching a woman in the face. And like, I know that was like a big thing, like a major thing talked about on Instagram um, and Facebook. A lot, like when Suicide Squad came out and the indigenous community was like, wow, we like really fought so hard to get representation. And like our representation is like violence. Mm-hmm. I remember when I heard that there was, you know, a bit of representation. I was like, oh, cool. And then I heard about, like, what happened. I was like, oh, well, there goes that. Mm-hmm. But I do remember, yeah, I was 17 when Ashley Collingbull won Mrs. Universe. Mm-hmm. And I never even watched those shows. I never watched, like, pageants or anything. But it just, like, popped up on my newsfeed. And I remember, like, actually crying. So I was like... Can you imagine, like, all the little kids, like, seeing that? They see themselves, you know? And that must feel so good and so different because I never had, like, a moment like that or someone like that on, like, the TV screen where I was like, it's me. Mm-hmm. Like, I can do that too type thing. Yeah. So that that felt pretty good. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing that too. I'm feeling the same way. Mm-hmm. It was nice. It was a good feeling. Mm-hmm. I'm like even smiling about it right now. Indigenous representation is so important in media. We're literally getting excited about it was major, but you know, this happens all the time for like white people and other people of color too. It just goes to show like it needs to be here. Yeah. Indigenous representation is a whole other realm, I think. And it's like so important in such a different way you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. and what you said about white people it kind of sucks that it's like they don't even think twice about that and they don't realize that they will always see themselves they don't have to look very far whatsoever to resonate with someone to resonate with a star or a public figure whatever you know yeah you naturally see yourself winning and that can sound or like feel uncomfortable to have to recognize that yeah and then even for the other people of color their representation is so low but indigenous representation that's like little to nothing the irony is that it's the first people of this land is being just disregarded and you know you're non-existent And then when you do exist, it's always so historical and, you know, really dates us to only exist in that time. And it's always so focused on, you know, stereotypes or having to do with our culture. And it's not even like actually our culture. It's like some weird like Hollywood version of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've said this before, like it puts us all in like this one little box and yet we on our own are so diverse. I agree. I only ever see us in movies like that way, but also like... A traumatic way like mm-hmm. it's always residential school or like the effects of residential school intergenerational trauma i'm like but that's not all who we are like that's not all that we represent and like that's not all that we're like going through like even though that's a, a part of us like that's just not it the trauma porn and of course it's 
important to tell those stories, but it just puts our trauma on display. Mm -hmm. I just want like a kick-ass movie, taking back the power. A superhero. Yeah, a superhero, a cartoon, like a comic book style. Mm -hmm. Like I would love to see that. Or like even to touch on video games. If I saw myself in a video game, yes. I don't really see us unless it's like a horror, um, like, you know, mystical type of shit that they sprinkle on (laughs) and it's always like horror stuff it's always like the wendigo or like Mm -hmm. stories and that's it and then they just base our characters off those Mm -hmm. that kind of reminds me of some youtubers it really shows how little they know when their only like knowledge is of a haunted sacred burial ground when they're talking about like paranormal activities and stuff they're like I looked into it and apparently this place is built on like a Indian bur- burial ground, whatever. And like even that like is making us seem like we don't exist anymore. And mm-hmm. then, you know, it sucks when they like are kind of a big YouTuber and then like I know they have like a young audience seeing that and they don't even realize probably how many of their supporters are probably indigenous and like how that makes us feel. It sucks. Yeah. So representation is important because we literally need to see ourselves. We need to see ourselves exist. Mm-hmm. And not only exist, but be empowered and be powerful. Is that so much to ask for? Hollywood, yes. Yes, it is. Yes, this too much. This too much to ask for. <laughs> yeah, I always think about my younger self and like uh, what I see in film. Because I mainly watched film. Or music, too. There's no, like, indigenous representation in music other than power music. When A Tribe Called Red came out, I heard it first in the movie theater. And uh, it was on a Coca-Cola commercial. <laughs> I, was, I remember my sister telling me about them. Um, but to actually hear them, like, on a commercial that's, like, Coca-Cola is, like, a big deal. Like, you know, I was, like, mm-hmm. so happy. I was so excited to my mom. Like, I remember that moment. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh my god, like we have like representation in music right now, in music production, and mm-hmm. they're all their own. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they produce their own music and make their own music. It's just beautiful. We like indigenize so many things, which is awesome. But you know, we also make things that even maybe don't even have to do with being indigenous. You know, and that's still important because we need to see indigenous people thriving. Mm-hmm. One way to kind of encourage that, I guess, as a non-Indigenous person is starting with literally filling up your timeline with more Indigenous creators and artists, no matter how big or small. Because you need to start getting used to seeing us too, even if it's starting with your Instagram timeline. So, And also having positive representation versus negative representation, that's all we've had it would be nice to see us in a positive light even like a main spotlight would be nice just once just one time i just need it one time (laughs) Mm -hmm. and for it to be done well and taken care of well and you know just really give the like space to whoever i really appreciate that indigenous people are being the directors of their own films and producing Mm -hmm. their own films and scripts and just the way that they edit and produce things Mm -hmm. so beautiful yeah that's so important for us to tell our own stories because if we were telling our own stories already then you wouldn't see so much 
even just cultural appropriation. So I guess that brings us into like, what is cultural appropriation? You know, you kind of have to get into both things, Mm -hmm. representation and appropriation. So what's cultural appropriation to you? Specifically indigenous cultural appropriation, do you think? I feel like I only ever talk about like cultural appropriation or I've seen it like when people wear our headdresses or steal our art just mm-hmm. capitalize off of it and then people also talk about like cultural appreci- appreciation obviously those are two major different things but the way that white people talk about it is just you can see the accountability falling through their fingers and it's just an uncomfortable situation but cultural appropriation is just you know taking somebody else's culture and like not having that appreciation for it and showing it in i almost feel like malicious ways because you don't understand you don't want to understand i don't know by definition what cultural appropriation Mm -hmm. is but i can feel it and i see it Mm -hmm. you know i haven't like studied it or anything yeah i don't really have like a solid definition either i don't think don't be trying to tune out because you could be participating in cultural appropriation and not even know it no matter how good of an ally or how super educated you are you can do it and as indigenous people we can do it too we can do it to each other and we can do it to other cultures yeah such a big point that i always like to stress i guess is that nobody gets to decide for us how we feel about cultural appropriation because every time it gets called out and it's usually white people that are appropriating the indigenous culture they always like come in with so many excuses or trying to work around it to continue doing it but you mm-hmm. know and really stressing that oh it wasn't my intention blah blah i had no idea you know or telling us to a approach it in a more calm cool collected way or you know what i mean um that's not up to you if you're being called out for something why don't you sit the fuck down and listen and think okay why is this so harmful i just wouldn't do that to someone else if they were being hurt by something you know i wouldn't be like well you shouldn't be because blah, blah, blah you know yeah i agree the accountability that comes with it or lack of accountability that comes with it when you don't want to be responsible for your own behaviors is so harmful and how are you not asking yourself the bigger question of how am i harming these groups of people how am i how do i take myself out of this bubble that i'm so clearly living and just ask myself what am i doing wrong here how can i hold space for these people that i'm hurting why isn't that your first question when you're being called out? Why is it always to get defensive and then paint us as a, like aggressive people or violent people? Because that's like the number one turnaround is like, oh my god, now I'm now I feel like I'm being attacked by you guys in this like aggressive way. How are you not self-reflecting if someone is telling you the way that they feel? I'll never understand that part of cultural appropriation, and I think that's what bothers us the most is just lack of accountability because this is your fault. So why wouldn't you want to take responsibility? Where is the empathetic side of you that needs to like self-reflect? You need to nurture that part of yourself in order to be a good ally. I've seen that so many times, bro. They always come back with this follow-up post. I've been getting a lot of really disrespectful messages, comments. I've been getting attacked. 
Like, shut up. Sure, some of them can say some pretty nasty things. <laughs> but that doesn't give you an excuse to ignore the ones that are actually trying to sit down and educate you, which we don't even have to do and shouldn't have to do. And it's taking emotional labor. It's taking unnecessary time out of our fucking day to explain why you're hurting us while being hurt. Let's talk about Thunder Bay for a second because it happens a lot here. There's a, an ongoing current situation that has been brought to light in the past few weeks about a local artist, non-indigenous man who appropriates woodland artists and, you know, has been doing it for a long time. And there's a bunch of other factors that come with it, but the way that him, his community, and the community of Thunder Bay decided to deal with it was so wrong. And it happens so often here, especially on Facebook. The way that Thunder Bay does resist indigenous voices. Mm-hmm. The way they dismiss indigenous voices. It's so fucked up. How many times do we have to go through this for you to just ask yourself one question of how do I hold myself accountable and how do we go about this without being destructive? So easy. But yet the community of Thunder Bay just like doesn't get it. And that goes for everywhere else too because it's obviously not just here. Mm-hmm. And we're not kidding when we say we live in one of the most racist cities in Canada, especially towards indigenous people. They hate us. And that sounds so fucked up to say And you know what? I don't care if we sound angry or if we're not approaching it in a calm and sugar-coated way, but there's no other way to, you know, say it. And of course, there's a lot of, you know, positivity and I could think of, you know, a few good allies here, but it hurts so much and it comes out so much specifically on Facebook. We have seen this person recently kind of blow up with cultural appropriation and i have seen even our own native people trying to belittle our voices and say like well he's just trying to paint so you know it's no big deal well he's been doing this for a long time so Mm -hmm. and the way he hashtags it canadian art this is anishinaabe woodland art like there's no other way to put it you're not inspired by us you know like he's literally taking copying designs and then he'll cartoonize more like the animals and that's like it yeah and i think there's a difference if he was doing it for himself or you know maybe the community but for him to be profiting mm-hmm. off of it is just that's where the line is i think when you start profiting and then using it for social media using it not for the community or not for the indigenous people i know some white people here that really love our culture and appreciate our culture but i've never seen them try to profit from it mm-hmm. and that's why i appreciate them so much mm-hmm. yeah That's what I was thinking about. I was like, all of this on top of him profiting and then on top of how he's receiving being called out for it and still working to um, dismiss us, but also, you know, just thriving off of his specifically white supporters that are like, you can do no wrong. I think cultural appreciation would look like learning our art and our culture from us in indigenous spaces. Don't start 
just making it and profiting from it and don't ever think you can teach it because your voice will never be ours period i could never imagine putting you know white voices or artists before indigenous voices are artists when it comes to our art and our culture because to me another way i see it is it's just so unfair to think of so many white people taking up space in our art and culture when there is so many of our own indigenous youth and adults who are missing that part of their life and long for it their whole life and don't have those spaces or that access to it our art and culture has unfortunately become a privilege to have access to and so i think about them and i'm like they will always come first so ensure that you are giving back to the indigenous community ask yourself how you're empowering indigenous artists and especially indigenous youth who are maybe reclaiming that art or that culture Mm -hmm. i think that's what a lot of people struggle with here just letting indigenous people like lead the way just letting indigenous people be indigenous people without having to capitalize or control or profit Mm -hmm. we're in the age of the internet how are you how are people still being ignorant in the age that we are in right now you could literally just Google something, YouTube something, and it would give you so much. Mm-hmm. Like half of my real life education has been from the internet, and I'm forever grateful for that. I just don't understand why people are not utilizing it, especially if you're struggling within your community, specifically talking about cultural appropriation and racism. People here, I feel like, almost expect us to be educators and to be gentle educators and not even realizing that when we're angry, that is a part of our education. That is a part of teaching other people how we feel. Mm -hmm. And then to expect us to cater our education to you, Mm -hmm. to white people, to non-Indigenous people, sucks when we're trying to do it for ourselves and our communities the racism here like sometimes you just say white people i feel like white people can't even be accountable for even acknowledging who they are Mm -hmm. i'm like why does that feel like a bad word and why do you make us feel like it's a bad word Mm -hmm. they don't like colors (laughs) they love to say they don't see it because then it's like they don't have to deal with it i do love some of our allies here i'm like i could think of a few of me struggling hold on because like the one that always like comes to mind now is zoe i fucking love zoe Zoe, i think is like the icon ceo of being a white ally (laughs) the way that she like holds space for me and makes me feel nobody else is comparing she just gets it and constantly learning constantly in a space where she can gain more knowledge and change her mind and she's like oh i used to think like this but now i think like this because Mm -hmm. i have more knowledge i think a lot of people here are like no i'm stuck in this bubble because this is what i learned and i can't unlearn it i can't move on because this is what i know and this is Mm -hmm. what i'm allowed to know Mm -hmm. i can't change my mind but actually can change your mind you can have your different opinions now i love that about zoe she's just constantly evolving constantly wanting to learn too Mm -hmm. wanting to do self-reflection literally actively working to help us take up more space i don't see anybody else doing that to be honest but even like you said about the um you know actively wanting to learn more having that ability to change your mind like even we have to be like that yeah it's not 
just white people or something like don't think we're over here sitting on some high horse where like yeah we know everything and that's that no something i always like to say i'm like you really think i know everything i have to know right now by the age of 22 i feel like i constantly ask myself important questions and constantly be self-reflecting like i didn't do that before but i'm always in self-reflection i mean there's so much more to this subject Mm -hmm. but you know we uh there's so much more to everything we talk about (laughs) and you guys are only getting like 20 something minutes of like an hour conversation and yet we could probably go on about all these things for so long but i think this was like a good kind of gateway or introduction to like the more serious stuff that we talk about and we'll be talking about you know we kind of kept the first few episodes a little more light-hearted but this is what we're all about too so so i hope you guys stick around because we're gonna be definitely talking about more subjects like this also our other subjects were just like subtopics i feel like Mm -hmm. you know we're definitely gonna expand more on whatever Mm -hmm. we've been talking about and have guests yeah to help us do that as well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to do it in the right way in an appropriate way not just me and angela's (laughs) education yeah (laughs) nice to have other opinions too and hear other voices and give space to other indigenous people's voices and mm-hmm. non-indigenous people's voices yeah thank you again for listening uh for tuning in uh we appreciate you don't forget to you know follow and subscribe the podcast on whatever platform it is you're listening to it on soundcloud spotify and our instagrams so oh and the podcast instagram That's where we keep y'all updated about when we're posting and all that and what the episode is before you go and open it. So, yeah. This has been the Get Get Into Into It Podcast. Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) She wanted to be Gossip Girl so bad. (laughs)